Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. This is number 61. Man, we are poor at doing this every Monday night. I'm sorry. There's we'll get a, there. Too many soccer games. We had to leave it because we had to have number 60 still be the most recent one up for your birthday. <laughs> it was Kurt's birthday, everybody, on the 13th, so you can all message him. Yeah, 60 is great. I never actually said the age. Yeah, you no. just did. You outed yourself. Anyway, with that, we are going to be talking today about gamma-hydroxybutyrate, which is also C4H803, a.k.a. GHB. So this is kind of a CNS depressant, I think. Kind of. Probably a lot of people don't understand that this was around in the 70s and 80s, kind of marketed as a... Okay, I'm sure people knew it was around in the 70s and 80s, well, yeah, but, but maybe it, not that it was marketed. Yeah, it was marketed as a dietary supplement. Bodybuilders like myself, you know, out taking this to bulk up. Not, <laughs> not really. Uh, and it could actually be purchased over the counter at food stores. and at uh, health food stores. Yeah. Health food stores. Everybody. And to be clear, there is some thought that it does stimulate human growth hormone. So I think that that's kind of... The whole build the muscle, yeah. burn the fat thingy. Yeah. So yeah, it did that. Anabolic effects with protein synthesis, yada, yada. In the 90s, though, we all kind of... No, this drug is, is more the, the club drug, very popular club drug, meaning... Charlie would love this. It's Charlie a club hate, drug. But that's the thing is... It's a bad club drug. It's a bad club drug, nor is it actually... Anyway. Yeah. Yes. So it's a natural metabolite <laughs> of kind of that whole inhibitory neurotransmitter gamma. Mm-mm. GABA. Did you... Oh, gamma aminobutyric acid. Yeah. GABA. Which is found in the brain. Yes. <laughs> Most brains... <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, it can also be found in some wines and beers after fermentation. And no, we are not going to tell you which ones those are. Mm. The problem that uh, really exists is it's kind of odorless and colorless. So often this can be slipped into somebody's uh, beverage and they really can't tell. Yes. Yeah, so, and typically it's mixed into some type of alcoholic beverage because if it's mixed into water, it has a salty or soapy taste. So yeah. it's got to be mixed into something that is strong enough. Or the person is inebriated enough that they don't notice it's there. Easy for you to say. Not really. Um, and, you, you know, I mean, people do just use this. They swallow it or they inject it. Um, but, you know, more often, again, it's probably used in bad ways nowadays and known as kind of a date rape, rape drug. So, so uh, something that we all have to be aware of. Right. And we'll talk about that at the end. I, there's some tips and tricks to avoid this medication drug. So it entered the market in 1874 by this Alexander Satezev, a Russian chemist, mm. who synthesized GBL, gamma butyrolactone, by reduction of, Yes. But anyway, so the research really started in the 1960s, though, um, by a French physician, Dr. Henri Laboré. Laboré? Laboré. He yeah. gained... So this was the dude that kind of in, developed... Chlorpromazine. Yeah, probably one of the big early antipsychotics. So, and of course, in 1990, the FDA kind of issued this advisory, uh, declaring that it was probably unsafe and, and illegal to use uh, without a uh, like a physician 
supervised protocol, of which are, I don't think there were many. Not many. Um, so it's interesting that from the 70s to 80s, over-the-counter health food stores to the 90s, illegal yeah. and unsafe. And even our, our friend, President Clinton, well, he, uh, he actually passed this GHB Prohibition Act of 2000 to get rid of the date rape drugs. And made it a Schedule One, therefore yeah. not studyable. Yeah, illegal. Illegal to even study. So then in June of 2003, the UK also followed and made um, GHB a Schedule C. So basically in, in Europe, that would be a class deemed to have the least capacity for harm and is more lenient punishment, actually, in the UK. <laughs> yeah. So it, it causes harm, just not probably going to overdose and die on it. Hmm. But anyway. It's funny because there are some uses of this drug uh, that have been tried in the past. Uh, it was used uh, kind of off-label at one point for, to treat alcoholism and insomnia. Which You know it's old when they refer to it as alcoholism. Yeah. And, and at times they tried it as a general anesthetic. There was things used for you know, clinical depression, lots of different ways. Um, but it's man-made. And, of course, the combinations of, and the way it comes out are different from really lab to lab. But it is illegal to possess, traffic, and produce. So it's interesting because if you look at GHB that's made in people's labs, the products that make it up or like their base compounds, the GBL and the BD, are actually found in industrial substances like chemical strip, you know, things that you use to strip your floors, like the chemicals, gross. Cool. I've and always thought of injecting that. <laughs> and actually say in the bottle, not for human consumption, yeah, which is always interesting to me that... People think that's okay, but they won't take a prescription medication. <laughs> yeah, that's been studied. Um, so the mechanism of action, well, again, it kind of acts on that GABA B and specific GHB receptors that, again, most people have in their brain. Oh, it's one of those fancy drugs, though. Yep, and it's considered both a metabolite and a precursor of GABA. So what happens when you get GHB? Let's get down to the actual reality of this drug, not this weird histor historical stuff, but leads to CNS depression, but stimulant and psychomotor impairment effects. So the effects happen. The behavior on the performance occurs within 15 to 30 minutes after ingestion and can last for one to six hours after the dose. So there's this kind of blackout period where you're not mm -hmm. really able to like know what you're doing, remember things, don't really, yeah, everything kind of goes away fairly quickly and it can be gone for a while. Yeah, it's actually orally active and it crosses the blood-brain barrier which, of course, is where all the effects come from. Right. And it's metabolized, like many things, in our liver. And very little is, you know, un exchanged, unchanged in the urine, and we'll get to that in a minute when why that's super important. Um, so how GHBs in the body fluids and tissues depend on the total body water distribution um, because it really doesn't bind to plasma protein. So it, again, back to the muscle building, mm -hmm. yeah. muscle builders kind of thing. Yeah. So. Interestingly, it's very quickly uh, gotten rid of to a half-life, just 30 to 60 minutes. So, And that's one of the big issues with it as a date rape drug is really finding it in somebody's urine a few it's hours later. almost impossible. Yeah, almost impossible. So. Um, but a, you know, a, small a very small dose, and a lot of people take this in very tiny doses, it's considered kind of the stimulant or aphrodisiac, and maybe gives people a little bit of euphoria and makes them a little more social. But uh, larger doses, a whole different thing. More like alcohol, um, barely move, lose consciousness, and create a blackout or memory loss. So yeah. very fine dosing. And 
Of course, since it is not FDA approved for anything, it's not studied. So who knows what you're actually getting? So there was a study done in Italy. It was one of the first controlled studies on GHB um, where they really studied the GHB pharmacokinetics. And why they did this in Italy is because they were using sodium oxabate for alcohol withdrawal. So this is one of those situations where they were using it to treat alcoholism. And so they had eight healthy males, because women were like, mm, that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm taking that. <laughs> Randomized crossover design experiment, had increasing doses administered um, per kilogram, yada, yada. So the the Tmax was increased starting at 25 minutes all the way up to an hour. And basically the conclusion of this huge study in Italy, huge study of eight patients, was that both oral absorption and elimination kinetics of GHB were capacity limited and the AUC, the area under the curve, increased disproportionately with dose. So it doesn't just go up proportionally, it kind of exponentially. So similar to some of the effects of alcohol. Mm. So... It's it's not like you double the dose, you get double the effect. It's exponential. Mm. And there are some side effects to this, which are often seen when people get larger doses, the, the sweating, the confusion, kind of those headaches and dizziness. You know, some people feel like they get, uh, you know, blurred vision. There have been reports of seizures or lethargy um, and often kind of associated with maybe some, you know, tachycardia. And some chest pains, but there are major side effects as well at higher doses. Overdose symptoms, so unconsciousness, which would kind of be that high dose of the blackout. Slowed heart rate, so we kind of go the other way to bradycardia. Decreased breathing, so respiratory depression, lower body temp, nausea, vomiting, coma, dependence, and death. So that's That's, great. That's not good. And the withdrawal symptoms can last anywhere from 2 to 21 21 days, depending on how often the person is consuming. Um, and really people kind of don't necessarily recognize this. They think the person either looks drunk or that they're withdrawing from alcohol or benzos. So it's a little bit of a complicated picture because again, it acts so similarly working at the GABA. Yeah. And at high doses, of course, uh, and if you're, if you're in a position to maybe consider that this is GHB intoxication, much like many of the things we've talked about, uh, treatment is really supportive and it's monitoring, it's maintaining that airway you know, possible intubation. Um, obviously, uh, you can you can give people. You're, whenever somebody's like that, you're going to give them Narcan and and kind of make sure that it isn't something else, right? Yes, um, and even flumase and also the benzodiazepine antagonist. Some of these things might be effective again short term, though. So it's really going to be like Kurt mentioned, just the monitoring, the ABCs, all of that. Um, Interestingly, the GABA-B antagonist was not helpful in reversing an overdose, which is interesting because I've really never even heard of that. But So there is a website out there for people um, because people have overdosed and died from GHB or a really bad situation. It's actually called projectghb.com. And so a lot of books, guides for treatment options, um, people with just testimonials, to really talk about the impact of this drug in society and how bad it actually can be. Because I think a lot of people, of course, think that this is just a date rape drug or it's a fun drug or whatever. And obviously, coming out of my mouth saying I think people just think that um, it also sounds bad. But it's a real issue. Yeah. And it's interesting that people do develop apparently some dependence on this because there's some thought that if you use this for many days in a row, seven or more, that if you stop suddenly, uh, you obviously can have some withdrawal types effects. So yeah, I think uh, it'd be more like you know withdrawing, like 
abrupt sap of alcohol or benzos. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. so misuse. Well, Why do people misuse it? Well, they're looking for the euphoria. They're looking for that increased sex drive. They're looking for tranquility. I love it when two of the things you're looking for almost seem backwards from each other. Euphoria yeah. and tranquility. Yeah, but then there's some bad side effects. Hmm. Loss of consciousness would definitely be one of those. Increased Although sweating. if you're the person giving GHB as a date rape drug, you might. That's I mean, what you're looking for. Yeah. And uh, and it is. It's, uh, you know, the nausea, the sweating, the hallucinations, and again, uh, amnesia. That's one of the big the big issues. Uh, potentially at high dose, of course, coma. Correct. correct but again, correct. that addictive potential if used repeatedly. So several different street names, um, circles, date rape drug, the forget pill, La Rocha. Don't know what even that means. No. Lunch Monday. Never heard of that. Mm. Mexican Valium, Mind Eraser, R2, Fantasy, Roach. Probably one of the most common is Rufi's. Roche. That's the fancy way of saying Rufi, maybe. Mm. Uh, Trip and Fall, Wolfie's, Goop. Liquid X, Liquid E, or Liquid Ecstasy. G or Gina. Georgia Homeboy, obviously the GHB, Georgia Homeboy. Uh, um, grievous Bodily Harm, also GHB. So there's no, a lot GBH. of... You're right. Man, I caught you. You did. But lots of Interesting. Of course, Arrowwood has gotten into this, and they post a lot of experiences, of course, with what people notice. And some people talked about how even just 10 milliliters over six hours is kind of an enjoyable experience, and that uh, this guy said he would only be around people he trusted, and he made sure to eat and drink a lot uh, during this time. And uh, that he was kind of dancing with his friends. And it made him feel very sexual or feel a lot of sexuality. Yeah. And so on Reddit, also very similar to Arrowhead, um, stated better euphoria than benzos. Um, There was a quote, sex on GHB is amazing. Highly recommend being with a lover. Um, An intense proper high that lasts much longer, minutes to hours. So Mm. a little bit longer lasting effects than the benzos um, is what this person had said. Yeah, some other website, and I don't know where this one came from, but it talks about how when it kicks in, it feels like meeting an old friend for the first time. (laughs) Yeah, the buzz makes you very uh, sexual and euphoric. And uh, when mixed with the stimulant, the euphoria, euphoria is incredibly intense. But then this person said the effects are similar to alcohol. More euphoria, but less stupor. No nausea, no hangover. Makes you hungry and horny. Mm. Makes you feel like the most popular kid in school. Wow. So you can be popular. So so some of the facts. Um, and these are real facts. These, these are, are real longer. facts. They're There's, crazy facts. Since 1990, there have been about 72 deaths linked uh, without uh, any or with uh, good evidence uh, to GHB in the U.S. So not a ton, but there are certainly deaths associated with it. And the problem, again, is you can't test for it. No. I mean, beyond a day. And again, if you're having this amnesia effect, by the time you think that something might have happened or by the time you think that something could have happened, it's you forgot about it. And so to test for it is too late. Um, but since 1990, there's been over 15,000 overdoses tracked by the U.S. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and, and, and it... Of course, 85% of all drug-related rapes are by someone well-known to the victim using GHB. And women between 16 and 24 are four times more likely to be exposed. 80% of people who have been given GHB um, 
not intentionally to get high, but we're given it as the date rape drug are under the age of 30. Certainly a conversation you want to have with people. Remember, you don't take a drink from somebody. Oh, there, that comes up here. Oh, just okay. a second. Okay, so I'm going to do this next one because it'll probably make you uncomfortable to read it. So one in three men in a national survey, and this was from the early 2000s, said they would, quote, rape a woman if they knew they could get away with it. One in three Sad. men said that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And 98% of those who use GHB on someone else will never spend a day in jail. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is a reality and this is a thing. So the take home, and this is what Kurt was getting to, the take home um, is to avoid being a victim of GHB as you don't drink anything from a punch bowl that has an unexpected color, appearance, or smell, anything from an open container, um, anything that tastes salty when it shouldn't. Um, don't leave your drink unattended. Don't share exchange drinks. And don't take beverages from unknown people. And that's really a conversation we all need to have with our you know, younger population in our clinics. I, I think it's just so important that, that people understand this. Well, and these last two, watch your drink being prepared. So not even just, and then the last one is accept drinks only from the bartender or server. So don't have anyone pick it up for you. But even that, like actually watching it being made from the bartender themselves. And so mm-hmm. I like, like you said, I think this is super important to talk with uh, young people about, especially I mean, if they're younger, they're going out to the bars for the first time or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're a little inebriated, you're not necessarily thinking, I need to watch my drink be made. Yeah, I think it's, be very bad. it's an important conversation, without a doubt. So, <laughs> GHB, not, uh, not uh, one that's fun to talk about, but one that needs to be talked about and, and again, needs to be understood by, by all young people. So, exactly. young ladies. There you go. All right, so that's 61, 62 coming up next week. We are going to try and get back on track with every Tuesday. We but We are. We're, we've been a little bit overwhelmed, sadly. There you go. So more fun drugs breakdown things, just some different things coming up. So, yeah, All right. a whole bunch ready in the hopper that we just need to tame. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you again probably next week. We will. Okay, we will. Let's it's make a promise. Week. It's a promise. Uh-oh. All right, battle legs take over. Thank you.